This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. comes to taking care of our families uh, in child care, teacher pay, making sure our schools are five days a week and not four, and giving people a good quality education, providing a good job so that people can live and work and play in this great state that I love and you love and that we all want to just work properly. Following the state of the state yesterday by Governor Parson, Senate Democratic Leader John Rizzo puts out that video and... My takeaway from the reaction, but some impactful things in the speech, uh, a, a state worker uh, raised just in, in, in Cole County, almost marched with 15,000 state employees, roughly. Four, 14, 15, yep. 14, Biggest 15. employer, for sure. Uh, by, by and far. Uh, and then you look at state employees in the rest of the state. That is huge, the money that would be pumped into the economy. The other thing, expanding I-70. Governor saying during the basketball game last night between Mizzou and Arkansas that Stephanie was actually at. Uh, Governor Parson telling us yesterday that I-70 widening project, guess where it would start? Right here in Columbia. Which, yeah, so impactful stuff. But I thought also interesting is there's a headline, local news outlet, KRCG, this morning that basically says, yeah, Democrats seem to be okay with the speech. And I'm thinking of this, um, um, and it seems John Rizzo's response there is, yeah, okay. And I'm I'm thinking of that, what's that new statue that went up in Boston? It's supposed to be like the hug statue or a sculpture or something. Yikes. And it's supposed to be uh, Martin Luther King and uh, hugging somebody else, but it's just the arms. It is getting universal. <laughs> yeah. Like if the Proud Boys and BLM are in agreement on something, it's got to be bad. And I don't know. And if- they spent millions of dollars yeah. on it, right? Yeah. And the uh, general public's take on it is something your average 14-year-old boy would come up with. Yes. <laughs> 14-year-old boy. Wait, Brandon, huh. is that the statue you were designing last year? <laughs> Here's what I said to Stephanie, and I don't even like saying this word. Don't oh, say no. the word. Don't say it? No. All right. But I won't. Because I know there's there's been some references to it. it looks like a phallic symbol. I said it looked like a turd, somebody holding a turd. That's what it <laughs> looks like. It's terrible. It, yeah, it, 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 it wasn't that attractive of a statue, was no. it? No. And that's too bad. Get the sentiment, but everybody is going... Uh, people might miss the message because you're going to have a bunch of 14-year-old Beavis and Buttheads standing around going, Uh, but I liken the reaction to that statue, kind of the reaction to the governor's state of the state. Like, everybody seems to be like, yeah, hmm. So we want to bring in State Senator Travis Fitzwater. Uh, represents Callaway, parts of Lincoln, Montgomery, Pike Counties. Travis, welcome into Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We appreciate you joining us on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. Um, which in your mind is bigger? The state employee raise, which, by the way, the governor said, I want it by March the 1st, okay, so that uh, it'll show up in their paychecks on the 31st. Which is bigger, that or I-70 expansion in your mind? Hey, friends. Glad to be here with you. Thanks for uh, including me. I think they're both big. You know, they're very different issues. You know, it impacts the the tens of thousands of state employees. Um, obviously, the pay increase is a huge deal. It's something I've always pushed for because we've been so low on that scale. Uh, state employees deserve it. And in, in reality, state, the, the state workforce, um, the state departments are struggling just as much as local businesses on getting the professionals we need to run our state government. So 
you know, I, I hope this is a way to, to attract more folks. The timeline is a little bit interesting. You know, creating a supplemental budget is not atypical in that timeline. Uh, from my experience in the legislature, it'll just be, you know, to do the, the budget leaders in the House and Senate agree to, to that number. That will be interesting. But, you know, the Department of Mental Health up in Fulton with the Fulton State Hospital, they need they need workers uh, across state government. We need we need workers. So that's I think it's a crucial step towards figuring out how we how we close that gap. And then I don't have to explain to anybody how important I-70 is. Yeah, I, I think we could hear the cheers from up here in Midmo um, about I-70. Uh, I guess, you know, what I'm looking for is what wasn't in the governor's state. Of the, I mean, someone, I think, likened it to uh, the Oprah show. You get money and you get money and you get money. And we That's spoke hilarious. with Representative uh, Veet last night and he said, you know, there are some Republican lawmakers who are looking for an additional tax cut. That was not mentioned. Um, but, you know, having talked to your colleagues, was there was anyone disappointed? Was there something out there that someone said, you know what, I wish he would have included X? Yeah, it was it was interesting because it was very much a budgetary speech, which is how these things typically go because he's releasing his budget and kind of his his priorities are shown through the budget. Um, you know, afterwards, I just kind of joked. It's like, do we even have that much money? We do. We have a lot of money. Um, and I think there's I think the governor, to his credit, even though he's asked for a lot in this budget and we have billions of dollars sitting in reserves, he did set aside money, especially in the education fund for what we see is an upcoming recession that could really, that's going to really impact our state coffers. And so even though I think it was a, a speech that was endlessly asking for money and it's a lot of money, I think there's also a, a pretty big buffer built in to ensure that we're prepared for any recession that's forthcoming. And I think with the, with the amount of money we have available at this point in our budget, I think focusing it on infrastructure projects in particular, not new programming across the board, um, even though there was a lot of new programming in his ask. But focusing a large chunk of it on infrastructure is a really smart and intelligent way to use these funds because they're not ongoing programs. I-70's got to get done. I mean, that just has to happen. We've got to expand it from Columbia out to the cities in St. Louis and Kansas City. Uh, Wentzville, which is part of my district, is the fastest-growing area of the state. Um, that, you know, they, they need to, we need to, to make um, I-76 lane, and this is a good start for that. Yeah, and it's not just because we live here. It is in a very, it's a, an important national corridor. It stretches almost from east to almost all the way to the west. It's pretty impressive. Our guest this morning, State Senator Travis uh, Fitzwater, reaction to the yesterday's State of the State speech on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Senator, to step outside the speech for a minute, what's your take on Amron's announcement of their Show Me Solar uh, solar uh, project that they're wanting to put in in the Kingdom City area? I know you, you've heard some pushback from uh, from residents up there over this solar plan before, haven't you? Yeah, have I ever. I think it, I've worked on that issue probably more than anything in my political career just because it's really fired up folks in Callaway County and um, uh, as far as Ameren, they, they, I'm not, I'm not particularly, um, privy to that one as much as I am the one in New Bloomfield and the one in North Callaway. And, um, there's another one that, that potentially is, is considering Hatton. So a lot of projects and that, that not to mention the, um, the project that Ameren's already, uh, you know, planning out of their reform place at the nuclear plant. So you've got, You've got a lot of Callaway for some reason to be targeted. I think there's a lot of infrastructure um, that gets 
large large units that are, that are available to get your your solar power onto the grid, and so that's why Cali County is being targeted. But it's a, it's a lot of acreage being used in Cali County or being or or being planned to use in Cali County on solar projects. So we just got to make sure that our our folks are being protected in the midst of allowing um, allowing these large arrays coming into Cali County. Senator, we appreciate you joining us live. The governor, obviously, a lot of positive things he focused on, and his message overall was positive. But there was at least one time in that speech where he talked about stuff that normally you don't hear a governor talk about at a dais like that. And he says that Missouri right now ranks 44th in the United States for our high maternal mortality rate. He called that embarrassing and absolutely unacceptable. And he said, if we can't get this right, we might as well pack our bags, let someone else occupy our seats. And he pounded the lectern for emphasis at least once there. I mean, he was really fired up when he said that. He's unveiled a $4 million plan to allow the health department to implement a new maternal mortality plan. Now, Paula Nicholson, our health director, is a constituent of yours. She lives in Fulton. The governor did not elaborate on what that plan is. So two-part question. A, do you know what the plan is? And B, is $4 million enough to address this issue? Yeah, there's a couple of big questions in there, but I, I think if you can't get fired up about protecting moms and kids, I don't. you shouldn't be down here, to be quite honest. We've got a lot of work to do in that space. In the foster care system and adoptive with adoptive children, we have one of the largest foster care systems in the country, and that needs to change. Um, there's no reason in 2023 that we can't figure out how to protect our, our mothers after they they birth their children. Um, there there's you know we're to be 44th in the nation is pretty frustrating, and we've got to figure that out. And I think it's a good start to start prioritizing um, budgetary items to figure out how we get there. And I think. You know, I think you pointed out in this speech, if I recall correctly, that if you interact with some of these low-income mothers at least one time and give them some resources, it helps. Um, the the mortality rate is not near as bad. I think, like to the tune of seventy-five percent of Correct. of those interactions can can correct some of the problems we're seeing. And so, you know, that's that's not a steep hill to climb if it just takes one interaction with low-income mother. Uh, you know, that it's not going to be terribly expensive, but we've got to do it. We've got to prioritize things like that. We've got to protect kids. We've got to protect moms. And um, that's the, the other leg of the stool, being a pro-life legislator. We've got about a minute, but I, I think this is a topic that you've spoken about before. Yesterday, we talked about that new FTC rule with non-competes. Um, you know, what are your th- will there be any action in the state house on non-competes this year? Probably not because every time I've tried to bring it up, I've just had I've just hit such headwinds. It's just been next to impossible to get at any movement here in the legislature. All these lawyers over here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we need any more lawyers in the Capitol, but I'm just kidding. It's great to have them, but you know, it's it's just a it's a hairy issue on the legislative level. I hope the federal government does it. I think they're terrible for our economy, non-competes, and I think they ought to be banned. Um, but it's been it's been a hard slog here in the legislature to get any movement on that. All right, Travis, now we've got 30 seconds. When you see Senate uh, Minority Leader John Rizzo today, uh, I have a favor to ask of you. But first, I want to play a little bit of your... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play a little bit of his response to the state of the state yesterday. It's going to take some hard work over these next few months, especially... Uh, with this Republican legislature, which, in my opinion, has become one of the most conservative legislatures in the country. Uh, tell him what he said. Uh, it's become one of the most conservative legislatures in the country. Tell him, hey, Brandon and Stephanie at Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 
93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWS. Tell Mr. Rizzo that we said thanks for the compliment. We appreciate it. Anything that I'll we can <laughs> anything we can do for you, let us know. Thanks. All right, we'll see you. Coming up, we're going to be doing What's Hot with Hannah. What do you have for us, Hannah? A Indiana Police Department is doing something pretty cool. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. 725-ish, which means it's... Well... <laughs> it, it, what's Hot with Hannah doesn't start until I announce the time. And... Oh, oh. I think I'm on a 10-game winning and streak. It, it's 726. Whoa. I'm on a 10-game win streak, man. Seven and What kills me, though, is all those years of me asking you to be on time didn't matter. It, One it, middle schooler from Blair Oaks says something, and by golly, you make a change. She goes and shows you how you never know how you can affect people's lives. It could be a chance encounter, and the consequences can be, uh, can be long-lasting. And Travis Fitzwater, our state senator... He almost threw me off, man. He almost caused cost us the streak here on. Yeah, because it's never your fault, right? <laughs> well, I'm t- okay. Now, every time you ask Travis a question, tell him, okay, Travis, we have one minute. Okay, Travis, 30 seconds. What about, okay, Travis, for real, 10 seconds. All right, what is hot with Hannah today? I'm going to try to do this without hiccuping today. Yes, see how it goes. Yesterday was incredible. If you missed what happened yesterday during What's Hot with Hannah, uh, wow, one of the greatest moments of the entire year. So far on this show, 19 days into the year. You can go back. <laughs> the bar's a little <laughs> low. Right? Uh, you, can go, you can always go to our websites, kwos.com and 939theeagle.com. Click Wake Up Mid-Missouri on demand. You can check out what happened uh, on yesterday's show. And speaking of that middle schooler from Blair Oaks, it's her dad's birthday today. So happy birthday to friend of Wake Up Mid-Missouri, Scott Fawn. He shares a birthday with Dolly Parton. Which I'm really <laughs> jealous of. So, congratulations, Scott. <laughs> I, why are we? Why are we? Is Stephanie's? I was trying to hide my giggle because I don't know why I thought that was funny. But Stephanie and John, you're gig- Why are we finding it funny, Scott Fawn? That's kind of built similar. Yeah, Scott Fawn hosts the <laughs> <laughs> Scott Fawn hosts the TV show this week in Missouri politics. <laughs> He has uh, the Missouri Times, very active in statewide politics. He's a barrel-chested dude. Okay, no, what Dolly Parton? Oh, seriously. <laughs> but, That's you know, not where I was going with that. But no. Okay. But have you ever heard her interviews? They're hilarious because she just speaks her mind, and that's she's what very I, down home, sort of like Scott is when he when she speaks. Yeah, there uh, we go. And, and again, I go about something about a southern accent, man. Uh, it, it just makes me melt. Okay, where were we? What's hot with Hannah? <laughs> there is a police department from Bloomington, Indiana, that's making headlines for something really cool that they're starting in the month of February. Uh, they pulled over over 2,500 people in 2022 for having some sort of bulb burnt out on their car. Right? So a turn signal, taillight, headlight, whatever. Starting in February, instead of handing out tickets for those infractions, they're handing out vouchers for up to $250 to a couple local like auto body shops in their area for people to go get it fixed instead of you know getting a ticket for it. And I think that's really cool. There may or may not be a light bulb in my cup holder, um, and I will not admit to how long it has been there. That's not where it goes, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> I so I just had a tail light out and yeah. so I spent a few days driving up and down sixty three and fifty with uh only one turn signal. But yeah. 
And I love that idea, by the way. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Store, and I saw that my check engine light was on. And I jokingly told Brandon that he was bad luck because he's also been having car problems this week. And he told me Why? that <laughs> if you pop the hood of your car and look at the engine, then apparently the check engine light goes off because your car knows that you checked the engine. I sound like such a little baby. You were you were my dear sweet Hannah. Uh, Did it work? No. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> I was I was a broke college kid, and I was willing to try any cheap fix. Oh, so and I got duped. So Hannah calls one, and again, man, she was busting her tail. She's going to school full time. She's part of Wake Up Mid Missouri, and and she calls one day, and I'm her last resort because if you need help with your car, you know who you don't call. No, I was actually upset with you because your check engine light had come on. And you were giving me grief about it, and so I was like, "You jinxed me." She said, "I jinxed," and she says, "Brett, can you can you help me? What do I what do I do? I can't get a hold of my mom or my dad." And so I said, "Okay, what's going on?" She says, "Well, the check engine light is coming on." I'm like, "Oh, all you do?" I said, "Make sure your your motor is running. Make sure the check engine light comes on. Then you go and you lift up the hood and you look. You know, you check the engine." And like then, a copy machine when it says there's like a feed and you open the door and you're like, there's nothing in there. And you close it and then it's like, oh, good. And you're like, I hate this thing. And you shut the door. No, that's not how cars work. And the check engine light goes off because it knows you've checked the engine. And I bring this up because, uh, Stephanie, I can help you out, too. I'm great when it comes to cars. Do you remember what happened literally the next day, though? You wrecked on 63? Uh, no. Tire came off? No, no, not that time. You wrecked in California? Yeah, and I totaled my car. Oh, no. I wasn't as concerned about the check engine light after that. And the But the good part of that was the check engine light quit coming on anymore. <laughs> well, it was still on, but it was telling me that my transmission was smushed. John, can you, you're more of a manly dude than I am. Can you help? Steph uh, apparently doesn't understand how things work either. She's got a uh, her blinkers out, and, but she's got the bulb, but it's in her, her cup holder next to her <laughs> cup of coffee. That would be you need to check the level on your blinker fluid, <laughs> right? first of all. I fell for that one one time, too. Paula from Gaps Automotive had to call in and set me straight. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things you shouldn't trust me with. I have learned that over the years. Marriage advice. <laughs> Women. <laughs> and cars. And, and cars. And math. And facts. Fashion. Fashion. Shoes. Uh, hair care products. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, we are Wake Up Mid Missouri. We appreciate you being here. Uh, there's Stephanie Bell. Good morning. <laughs> Mr. Brian Housworth is here. It's good to see you. Uh, there's producer Hannah. Good morning. Uh, my name is Brandon Rather. Coming up 810, Randy Tobler is going to be joining us. More uh, kind of highlights. I think really the, uh, you know, I keep saying the two big things from state to state is they are going to be impacting you. Widening of I-70. I, I will tell you, and maybe we can cover this real quick. Uh, we're getting some very consistent messaging from you this morning at 874-9390 and also on our uh, uh, Facebook page where you can watch the show. You can pull us up on YouTube, on your smart TV. Maybe you're on a dry cleaner store or and you got a TV there at the front desk and customers come in and catch a little bit of the local news. Uh, everybody say, hey, this stuff with uh, I-70 being widened, that's, that's really cool. 
but rural roads. We've had people, hey, but what about Highway 63? What about these other uh, roads when you get out into like Randolph and Audrain counties, parts of Osage counties? What about uh, money for just rural roads? The governor did not really address the issue of rural roads, and, and hopefully we can get him. He's kind of on a tour right now. I talked to Kelly Jones. He'll be going out around the state um, talking about the state of the state, but it'd be good to get him on to talk about that because that is an issue. Now, he did talk about 250 bridges again that's kind of a, an old i shouldn't say an old program but they're working on that right now and he talked about these interchanges the only th- thing really to what you're talking about brandon is the intersections that are near rail crossings 35 million dollars to basically clear those up and 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 improve those 35 to 50 million dollars but he did not give a lot of specifics on the roads you're talking about and some of those roads are in in bad shape Yeah, even among Missouri Democrats, I mean, it's a lot of rah-rah yesterday and a lot of agreement. But two things I've heard. So the first, we've heard a lot today about rural roads. And then the other thing um, was yesterday on the Tobler Show about, hey, the state employee raise is great, but there are certain state departments that don't have access to those raises and because they have their dedicated funding. And I think somebody brought up conservation. Now, I haven't dug into the details and maybe they have other plans for, for, you know, bringing those folks up as well. But at least some of the people who work there are like, hey, what about us? And I don't know what other departments are affected by that either. We had a caller on Tobler's show, and I asked Senator Rowden about it. To me, conservation, again, I'm not a lawyer, but somebody who's watched it for 30 years, I, I don't think conservation directly would be eligible. That said, generally what happens is on a proposal like this, the commissions that oversee places like that, and they have run by a four-member commission, usually will go and, and implement it. But that's going to be up to the conservation department. The other thing, we've had questions, will MU healthcare workers, and will somebody ask with the Mizzou football coaches, will they be eligible no. for the raise? The answer is no. Um, and this matters because with... And, man, you add up just here in mid-Missouri, and I'm thinking, so if we go to Montauk, kind of like uh, Osage, Pulaski, and Cole, and Callaway, and all these counties, how many, just in Cole County alone, almost 15,000 state employees, they were getting a raise. Well, I'm not getting a raise. Well, that's more money, ideally, into the economy with the understanding, yeah, I know 8.7 uh, it, it barely covers what Joe's done to us. Yeah, I mean... It- the rule in my house was always you don't want to go try to go to dinner on a state payday because every on state. Pay- no, seriously, every true. state payday, you drive down Missouri Boulevard and every dinner place is packed. Right. It's a huge influx to the entire local economy. It, it is. And, and that's that's absolutely right. And they're packed and uh, and, and, and there's a wait and a, lo- and a long wait for that. The only other thing I point out, Brandon, about the people that are texting about I-70 and they're concerned about the rural roads. Certainly those are those are legitimate issues and hopefully we can get the governor on to talk about that. But there was a plan in 1992. MoDOT did promise this state that every four lane, every two lane highway that had a population of 5,000 or more would be four lane. That was that was the Ashcroft Griffin plan. We called it uh, that the Farm Bureau plan, 15 year highway plan had all sorts of different names. A lot of that got done. Not all of it. And we still have a stretch. California, Missouri are tipped into Sedalia. It is not four laned. That is a dangerous stretch of road, and that's the stretch in our audience and our listening area that needs it probably the most, and those lawmakers want that done. So uh, I guess the good news is the increased gas tax is going to pay? 
for those improvements on rural roads? The gas tax would would improve. There's also the, they've got the record surplus. So, but he did not even in his budget blueprint really spell no, out where where that would be. That we'd need him or Patrick McKenna to tell us specifically what what they're. And I don't know what rural roads they're referencing, but that would be that. Thanks a lot, Brandon, for not helping fix the highway where I live. That's right. Selfish. Uh, uh, and I do want to apologize. Uh, you ain't got my tax money for fixing any roads. I got my refund on that gas tax. $15.36. And, and was it worth the headache you went through? Yes. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. I would have thought you said no, honestly. No, for real. It, it, it really, because... Are you still keeping your receipts? Yep. Oh, yeah. Because really? I'm going to you... get... Thirty dollars this year. I was going to say, weren't you disappointed with the amount? Is that what I'm thinking of? I, I was kind of surprised because <laughs> I thought I had more gas, or I thought I bought more gas than that. I should say, hmm, a, man, <laughs> a man exaggerating. Wow, wow, yeah, I'm it not was, surprised. It was like it was this. Uh, I thought it, it would be so much bigger. And during the speech, if you guys noticed, <laughs> of all the, of all the guests, congressmen and, and Supreme Court, the governor, all the statewide elected officials, the person that by far got the loudest ovation during the speech yesterday before. It was the director of revenue Wayne Wallingford by far? Yeah, uh, it was interesting. Which uh, is like the least favorite department, <laughs> least For, right. former lawmaker. They yes. they know him, but man, they really like the guy. Uh, yeah, the fifteen dollars uh, was worth it. I don't want to be cheesy or sound holier than now, but the principle, the principle of the of the thing. It's like I'll go back to the Affordable Health Care Act. I was going to say just like that principle, right? That principle. <laughs> listen, I stood on my principles. 18, almost $2,000 that, that I got dinged for because I canceled my health care insurance because the federal government told me I had to do it. And yeah, the $2,000 that I eventually had to cough up was worth it. And I do have health insurance now. But the tax phase is in. And so it was $15 last year, but presumably it's going to be even more this year. Yeah, it'll keep... Uh, it, it'll to 2025. Yeah, it'll keep going up. So I'm sorry that I ain't helping to fix the roads. Uh, when you're driving down Missouri Boulevard, really any thoroughfare, I think like um, especially like Providence Road in, in Columbia, maybe not is it compared to like 54, the highways, but when you're in the left-hand lane and there's somebody that's going slow, and I mean going slower than the speed limit, all of a sudden I become a traffic cop. I'm going to fix this situation. I will lay on that horn. Do you really? No. I, I was going to say, that doesn't sound like you. You'll just get so close to them that they will yeah, I, know that you want to lay on your horn. I, I don't do that either. I'm exaggerating. What I do sometimes, like if there's somebody who's speeding up and they're being a, a moron in traffic and like they want to, I will speed up so they can't get in front of me. And oh, I know yeah. it's probably dangerous and law enforcement would cringe that I say that, but I get so frustrated as a very accepting person. I get frustrated with uh, uh, with people that... A little road rage? It's weird. There's not much in life that sets me off. So I knew someone who... <laughs> there's not much in life that sets you off, really. Traffic, Columbia Public School District, and hypocrisy. So I knew someone who was driving between California and Jeff City in that area. And they had a little bit of road rage. And they were sick of somebody driving slow in the left lane. So they passed on the right and uh, did a little gesture as they passed. Um, they were wearing a company hat Ooh. and said person just happened to be a state rep Ooh. and called uh, called the company or the owner of the company. And yeah, 
I remember. Got, got in a little bit of trouble. I remember that story off the text. Brenda, your conversation about cars and basically women in cars. Uh, all I can say is bring back auto mechanics in high school and just have a basic check the oil, how to change a flat tire, how to check the engine light. I would completely agree with that. And Stephanie has uncovered um, a list of things that we should be doing in high school. Again. I think we should put it out to the Wake Up family and we should go through it e tomorrow. But yes. yeah, there was a tweet and it said subjects that should be mandatory in schools and on that list was car maintenance. Another one, public speaking. But we should have people tell us what they think. And we should do that on a Feel Good Friday. And I think, by the way, and the more money for public education on a, on a higher level, I disagree with that from yesterday's State of the State. Um, in college, let's teach these kids the Constitution again, please, especially, and I'm, I don't know how they cover it in the journalism school. If you go to Mizzou, if you go to any public university, make them learn the Constitution again. They, forget, they study it in the third grade, and they've forgotten it by the time, and then they get brainwashed, I believe, in these public institutions. Teach them the Constitution again. Yeah, I mean, I think I spent like an entire year like calculating the volume of like cylinders, like geometry, right? And I can't put my light bulb in my taillight. I mean, <laughs> car maintenance would have been such a better class than geometry. Uh, coming up just a few, so we'll do that tomorrow. Things that we should be taught in high school. And as we're on the on on the, the theme of traffic here in Mid-Missouri, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. With at least one meaningful change to treatment, whether directly to the patient or through the provider, community, or healthcare services. As we were all hanging out here at the radio station yesterday, we was chatting with Randy Tobler, host of the Randy Tobler Show, weekdays, 4 o'clock. Uh, he had some interesting comments as it related to the governor uh, in, in those comments. He had an interesting thought, and Tobler's going to be joining us at 810, and I would stick around for that because it turns out he's also a doctor who specializes uh, in um, in maternal health care and i'm trying not to use the he's an OBGYN. anyhow welcome into the show what does that weird you out it does why i don't know because i'm weird that way sometimes i've heard you talk about proctologists before but that was because my proctologist was a former mizzou basketball player and he had huge hands <laughs> oh my gosh uh, John, yeah, there's John Marsh, producer Hannah, Stephanie Bell. I like John, you like this law. There's a law they're proposing in, uh, and you might be thinking right now, yes, I would love, if you're in your car right now, maybe this is happening to you right at this very minute. There's somebody in the left-hand lane and they're going slow. What do you do? Well, you can honk or cuss under your breath, but that's not fun. I don't want to get in my head because of traffic. That's not an important thing in, at that moment. I think it is. I love this law that they're proposing in South Carolina. Apparently increasing fines if you're yeah. left lane slowpokes. <laughs> if you're driving slow. Uh, so a Senate subcommittee there in South Carolina, they're saying, yeah, we're going to. So you can get fined. Can you get fined in Missouri for driving slow in the left-hand lane? Do you know, Marsh? I don't know. I don't know either. That's a good question. Yeah, $25 to $100. Uh, you can get fined for driving too slow. Now, I know, like, on some highways, I think I-70, it says, like, minimum speed. Yeah. And, and I'm always like, why 
why? You know, I'm like, I should be able to, you know, as long as I'm not. Government uh, mandates? Yeah. Why do I have to drive at this minimum speed? That's BS, man. The government and their mandates. Right. And half the time I'm stuck in traffic and I'm going way below the minimum speed. What about this? South Carolina says, so we're, we'll find you for driving slow in the fast lane. You're impeding traffic, causing backups. So we'll pull you over on the side of the highway and cause more problems because people see the flashing lights. Right? You slow down, you got to move over, and of course you rubberneck anytime you see see the uh, the red and blue lights on. You got to so that'll that'll help uh, the the flow of traffic. Coming up here on Wake Up Mid Missouri. So Tobler is here. Some more highlights from the state of the state address. Oh, and I wanted to remind folks, um, Brad Trinago, longtime Wake Up Mid Missouri family member, now does a lot of stuff with Mizzou sports. Brad Trinago is such a cool story. Number one, he's an all. He's just a good, good human being, good family man. Voice Always, of the Lady Tigers. Voice of the Lady Tigers. He's doing more of the halftime stuff for Mizzou football and men's basketball, and that's what he wanted to do in the years that I'd known him. That's what he wanted to do. Man, he's doing it now.